No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. Welcome back, y'all. Back, y'all. We're back, (laughs) y'all. Man, I can't believe how many episodes we've done. It just kind of blows my mind. I know. We're on 77. Seven is my favorite number. We're here. So good. We're here. So if nice. you've stuck with us since the very beginning, we appreciate you. Thank you. Tell your friends. <sighs> yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Don't start at the beginning. <laughs> Please, for the love of Pete, don't start at the beginning. <laughs> you know, what's so weird is that, like, I always, like, I, I always kind of, like, get nervous before we, like, not nervous, because that has, like, a negative connotation to it, but I'm always, like, I'm just, I don't know. I just like have like that, like little buzz of excitement every time we do a recording. Cause like, um, we never know what stories we're going to talk about. We never know how we're going to open up. About. Yeah. <laughs> how we're going to open up the, sh- the episode. Yeah. It's just, it's always like we're winging it, but like, we're not winging it at the same yeah. time. So I get yeah. this, like, this like little air of like good nerves. Cause I'm like, yeah, what are we, what are we going to talk about? How is this going to, how is this going to roll? Like, <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Because even though it's just you and me, it doesn't feel like it's just you and me when we record, you know? I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, thankfully we've gotten used to talking to not just us because, yeah, <laughs> you know, what a boy. That would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're hilariously entertaining. We're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, we've been having to like, kick it up a notch like even though we talk about you know how it's hard dealing with like COVID and like yeah, trying to like yeah. stay on trying top of distract. shit it's just like oh, it's okay that's why we're here we're here for each yeah. other we're here for everybody it's all good yeah it's all good and this brings us joy so I hope it brings you guys joy but it brings yes. us joy just to do this absolutely truly, like just zooming with you and like having these times like it like makes my life better it's just like, like you feel feel more grounded. Like okay, yeah. Whew, okay. It's yeah. not like a damn. I can't. I'm glad that's over with. It's like no. Yeah. I want. No. I, I want exactly. to just sh- shoot the shit with you. I just want to have like a yeah. whole podcast where like when we talk about murder, it's just like anything and everything oh that we God. want to bring up. We're like now yeah. it's a social podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe we'll do special episodes where we just literally talk about dumb oh, shit that. for two hours. <laughs> The stuff that you guys don't hear before is that we just get out right. really fast so that we right. can like get to the podcast. But oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Truly. Good stuff. Good stuff right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So over the past few weeks, I have been, you know, doing things that um, I'm working on not being on TikTok. That's been my goal. Because I just spend too much time on TikTok. So now I'm treating myself like a true child who has to finish their chores before they can Mm -hmm. go on TikTok. And I'm trying to find space in my mind to like read a book or watch Mm -hmm. a movie, a documentary, start a new show, which these seem like these are things that before COVID were like, not the like reading and shit, but like watching a new show and like binging a show was like a treat but now mm-hmm. it's like that's life. like that's, that's your life, life. this <laughs> yeah. is our life it's our escapism and, yes and it's also like 
getting off your phone and distracting yourself with like the TV is almost a win. Mm-hmm. Like being off social media at this point of COVID is like, girl, I watched a documentary. I didn't, I watched something for an hour through and through that was not TikTok and like 57 <laughs> videos that I sent you. Right. To watch, <laughs> you know? So last weekend, since it was, well, now it's been weeks for you guys, but last weekend was a long weekend for us. Mm-hmm. So I made it a goal for myself to um, just try and one, meet up with family, like put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Two was to get off TikTok. And three was to do something different, but I didn't get to three. I didn't make my scrunchies that I've been planning on making quite literally for three weekends. And I don't know why I'm putting so much like work into this idea. It's going to take me three minutes. Like everything always does. (laughs) You put so much stress stress on like putting away the dishes or putting away the laundry. And then you're like 20 minutes later, you're like, why the fuck didn't I do this three days ago? It's been like stressing me out. Yep. That's when I see it. And it like, it haunts you. It's in that corner. just haunting you. You're like, I know, I know I will get to you. I know. Like stop haunting me. Stop it. Yes. No, I feel the same way. So in order to bring myself joy, but also get off my phone this weekend, I decided to watch old movies on Disney plus. So last week I told you guys our polar opposites was that I watched <laughs> Princess Diaries. I had not watched that movie probably since I was like, I had to have been like 15 at the oldest. Mm-hmm. Like I love that movie, but the soundtrack, I had forgotten how much I fucking loved that soundtrack. Like it's I always so it's like it's old, but it's, it's like newly refreshing because it taps into yes. all these fun memories when you were that old, and you're like, "This is yes, so great." Like, I remember decorating for my birthday because I got that soundtrack for my birthday, and I was like decorating for my birthday with that playing like on the DVD player in the living oh, room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, it just brought me back, but I cannot fucking find it anywhere it is not on spotify only the instrumental parts of the movie for the first movie are on spotify even itunes i can't even buy it what it's wild like i wish i didn't throw away my cds i wish i still had princess diaries oh man maybe i'll get on ebay i don't even know like right? i i don't even know oh that's yeah that's rough it's that's rough up. so totally although it brought me joy I was disappointed I couldn't have a soundtrack. <laughs> and at 33, sing my 13-year-old favorite soundtrack. But I All did that Mandy Moore from- goodness. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's, good. Oh, stupid Cupid. So good. <laughs> um, so I did, so Princess Diaries was one. I also watched Hocus Pocus, which I hadn't watched in so long. Oh, that's not the case in my house. We watch it every day, but I, it's not- I, my choice. It's so good. Samantha's choice. Yeah. It's so good. She um, loves it. I watched Never Been Kissed. Oh, I love that movie. Okay, but like. But see, like not. Am I like remembering it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know when you do that? <laughs> okay, like no one at the school was notified that she was a full-on adult. Right then her brother comes to the school 
and he wants to start over being a baseball player and it's like like the girls are all over him and it's like mm, mm, mm-hmm. Well, mm. Mm-hmm. that's wrong well, that's sketch. wrong that's well, wrong <laughs> and the last movie that i watched that again super fucked up but i love it parent trap like oh yeah <laughs> imagine imagine you had two samanthas and then you were just like mike take one of them i don't care <laughs> i'm moving back to wherever the I'm fuck moving to came england from. and you know what just take and we're that just gonna one. pretend that the other one just doesn't i exist. hate you so much i never want to see you ever again take my other child just take it i would how? never how would never. also would... also chessy cheesy cheesy that's just disgusting my entire life jesse thought it was jesse (laughs) why did hallie have a better wardrobe at 11 than i have at 33 than any of us do (laughs) also what's her name i cannot remember her name right now the stepmother why is she oh god we thought she was so fucking old. She's yeah. 26 years old in the movie. She was a And baby. not even that far off in real life. Oh my god. Like It's like who's this wench and it's just like wait a minute. Yeah. I mean she wait was a, a real bitch. Like she was just like really bitch. Completely. Cuz she she did come out recently in like an interview saying all I wanted to do was impress those daughters. I did everything in my power to just be their friend. And then I was like, I went into it with that remembering that quote that she did recently. And I was like, while you're watching the movie and you're like, "Mm -mm." and I'm like, "Mm -mm. no, you were a real bitch. You were like (laughs) disgustingly all over her father. Like take it. Nobody wants to see that. You horny 26 year old take it down a notch (laughs) so yeah that was my weekend to really bring myself joy and I truly laughed harder than I think I have since March uh while watching Princess Diaries uh I it came out of nowhere I laughed so hard I even shocked myself that's not even (laughs) true Vince was home during some of that so I have laughed but I haven't Mm -hmm. really laughed that hard since probably he left it's nice because you like, could just like you could just like, get it out of your system and you can okay. laugh as hard as you want and like even though it's like exactly may feel silly it's like no, no I'm in my okay. own space like I'm I'm doubling down on my lie because that's not true <laughs> when I when I do this podcast I laugh really fucking hard sometimes this true. is the I haven't laughed that hard since March by myself I'm gonna got say it. that noted yeah. got yeah. it thank you I just want to no one's gonna fact check that but I just want to be <laughs> I want to be my, I, I don't know if there's a camera somewhere in this apartment. So if someone were to go back and watch the feed just to really They're like bully me. Episode 62, you thought some shit was pretty fucking funny, Megan. I hey, remember hey. you fucking laughing. Was that fake? <laughs> <laughs> By myself, bitch. By myself. That's right. Got it. Got it. So, oh, and then some other things I did, because I could not, during this, like, weird time of my, uh, like, I lost my fucking mind, I uh-huh. couldn't get into any books. 
But this last week, I finally was able to like concentrate and listen to a couple books. And um, one of them I found from TikTok. Um, fuck, I can't remember her name right now. It's like something stone. Um, but she wrote a book and it's called um, Eat, Pray, Fuck My Life. And it's basically this story about how she was married to her husband and he was cheating on her. Was it the put a finger down thing? And like, um, she wrote a whole book about it. Was it one of yeah, those? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. She's done, like, she's done quite a few put a finger down actually. Cause it, cause I remember seeing it. So I put it in my library and then I saw another one and I went to go put it in my library and I was like, Oh, but the waiting time was like, 11 weeks or something so I'd forgotten that I did it but yeah so she did put a finger down and her husband cheated on her and then she fell in love with the guy and she they fell in like this whirlwind romance and then she he invites her to go on a trip to Europe and she's like going through this whole like divorce and she's like yeah I'm gonna do it and then Mm -hmm. days before they leave he decides that he doesn't want to be in the relationship so she just goes on the trip and Mm -hmm. you just hear her story and it's so good like so it like her it could have gone so bad like it could have been a sad trip where she just like kept to herself and just looked yeah. at beautiful places, but she put herself out there. And of course you can't do this today. Like this book would never exist had it happened. In- <laughs> but just listening to someone travel and experience life, it was very, very motivational and like That's beautiful so cool. to hear. And then I also listened to Adam Rippon's book and i fucking love Adam Rippon. Hmm. Have you heard? Do you know who he is? He's an ice skater. No. Oh, okay. He's in the Olympics and he blew up after the Olympics because Reese Witherspoon and like all these people were like obsessed with him during the Olympics. And he has such a fucking funny personality. Like he is so, so funny. And yeah, he really like monetized himself as a person because he couldn't skate. He was like hitting the age that you can't skate anymore. So he wasn't making money money off of his career. So he just like totally made himself a brand and he is so funny and I just love him and it was so good. So if you guys need like a funny book about a kid skate kid ice skater that finally made it to the olympics it was so good was it beautiful on the outside yes is that, is that <laughs> the book i'm i'm looking it up and i'm just like i just want to make sure i'm looking at the right one <laughs> yeah because he's beautiful on the outside and he knows it oh my gosh so you're talking like you you talking about funny books reminds me of um David Sedaris. I don't know if you, well, Amy Sedaris is an actress. It's his sister. She was in, she's in, yeah, she's hilarious. So it turns out that the whole family is just fucking funny. And one of the books that I first read by David Sedaris was Me Talk Pretty one day. And, um, David Sedaris, he, he's gay and he knew that he was gay when he was, when he was a child and he would talk about hiding like his sister's like Cosmo magazines in a shoebox and hide them under his bed. So like his dad wouldn't see. And, um, he had a speech impediment and he's talking about going into class with this like list and having to go get like speech, like go to speech to learn how to talk correctly. And it's like him and like 
two other gay kids and they're just like looking at each other because they're like does she not get it like we're talking this way for a reason but it was just like but he talks about Amy he talks about his parents they have another sister I think her name is Lisa and he is just so fucking funny I think I think I have like three of his books okay I have yeah, I have when you are engulfed in flames. I have me talk pretty one day, and I want to say I have a third one downstairs. Oh my god! But his books are so funny. And then I remember watching Elf because Amy Sedaris is um, his dad's secretary, and like I, I'm like Sedaris, like that name sounds so familiar. And I looked it up, and I'm just like they're fucking related. Of course they're related. She's so funny like their whole family is funny so oh my gosh that's so crazy okay well yeah it's a so five that's another good wave it's a five week oh gosh wave for that one but he does have <laughs> oh my god he does have pol- I mean I technically could just read it I got the audiobook <laughs> I feel because sometimes did like, we, when it's did like, we decide does it count does it um, I also I had a <laughs> I had a discussion with Vince about it after, and he was like, full on, like, you haven't read any fucking books this year. And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> I have read so many books this year. <laughs> Jonathan Van Ness read me his beautiful book, and I remember all of it. Oh, so but, good. Yeah. I, I don't know if it counts, but in that moment, mm. I felt very, very, uh, what's the word? angry (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna fight that battle even though we had had the conversation and I was like I don't know I was like they count (laughs) (laughs) when you're on the receiving end of like does it matter then it matters exactamundo see I just read I read that book Scythe which was pretty interesting and then Uh I and then I started reading um uh, sharp objects because okay. I already watched okay I already watched it on HBO I've actually yeah. watched it twice because it blows my mind so I'm reading the Is book it dark? and the yes and the book and the show are very close like when you're reading it you can actually like see what's happening if you watch uh-huh. the show yeah. So those are very like closely done, which I think is great. Like, oh, okay. That's that's one of the reasons why um, I actually really loved um, Interview with the Vampire. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, <laughs> this was my sneak attack when I was a kid. God, how old was I? I was like eleven. No, I was like nine or ten. And I wanted to watch the movie and my parents were like, no, you can't watch the movie. It's like not for kids. You can't watch it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I know it's about vampires. I love vampires. I love spooky stuff. I just want to watch it. No, Rachel, you can't watch it. Fine. So what did I do? I went to the fucking bookstore and I bought the book Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice. And I'm like, fine. I can't watch it. I'm going to read the fucking thing. I'm going to imagine it. That's <laughs> as I'm reading it. And it, and I read the book and I loved it. You should see my copy of the book. Like the, the front cover is like falling apart completely and I remember watching the movie and the movie and the book are like exactly the fucking same because that's good the director for who did interview the vampire actually had Anne Rice come in and work with him on it so that way it was very true to the story that she was telling when she wrote the book so that's why those two are so closely related it's probably why I didn't like Queen of the Damned as much because the video Mm -hmm. and the movie were very different but um 
yeah, so I, I've been reading Sharp Objects, which is, it's really good. It's, a, it's an easy read. And then I heard, I read recently about this book called Where the Crawdads Sing. Have you heard Sounds of it? really familiar. It is connected to like a real life murder mystery story but it's also like kind of like a coming of age story like they're very interesting yeah they're very they're like intertwined somehow so I don't have a whole lot of information on it I just got the book delivered so I am meaning to read that one so I'll give you guys an update sometime next year when I get around to reading it Oh my god! I know. I don't listen listen to them. (laughs) I know. I have been looking because I do have a what is it? A Kindle, whatever it is. And I've been looking for a book to actually like read. Read. It's just that I really love biographies or like memoirs, and I love hearing the people like tell me the story how they intended it for it to be heard. Right. And like, so I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Like, I I also like romance novels, but for some reason. I think I'm in, like, such a weirdly dark place, like, and I feel like I'm in a relationship. I'm just, like, that's enough. Like, <laughs> when I was single, I was, like, what could I be in? What romance yeah, could I have? Yeah, but now it's, like, uh, it's, like, yeah, whatever. I, got I get it. it. <laughs> it's fine. I don't need other relationship problems in my life. I don't I need to know you. Yeah, it's right. I don't need to know your relationship problems, too, okay? Like, I can deal with my own. I got my own story going on. I got my own shit happening. (laughs) So I haven't found one one I've wanted to read lately. Ever since Twilight. Twilight. That's the last romance novel I read. The the last beautiful romantic novel I read was Twilight. Twilight. Oh, you know what I am waiting for is the new Twilight book and the. It's already out though. Yeah, I'm waiting on a hold. I, oh. <laughs> I get I get books through the library for free, so I'm grateful. Like audiobooks are so fucking expensive, so I'm like grateful when I can like get them for free. So I wait like yeah. eleven weeks, nine weeks. I just wait until they're up, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I got the new um, Hunger Games book. Okay. See, I didn't I follow li- that series that closely. Uh, I wanted I to, but I never did. The books. I did read all of them, but this book is so fucking boring. Like, there's no Katniss Everdeen, and I'm like, out. Like, where is Katniss? That is who I am here for. This is a prequel. I want child Katniss then. That's right. They're talking about fucking cabbage for the first 15 minutes. I don't even know. I lost a 10. I stopped. And people, there's like at least 100 people waiting for this book. And it's just sitting there in my library because I want to give it another try. But also like, where's Katniss? You're like, Megan has left the chat. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, like, I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Just want to know Katniss. Give me Katniss. Right? That's what we're here for. (sighs) But what we're really here for is a murder story. That's right. So I have a story for you guys. This sounded like I, like, probably edited it, but uh, this was a natural transition, guys. (laughs) Really good. Like, really good. You're welcome. Like, God. Normally we're really fucking awkward about it. Yeah, so. Which is on brand, so it works. Yeah, keep, so this it is rare. Anyways, <laughs> we're making it an awkward transition now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Okay, so mm-hmm. this week I have the story of Lindsay Eklund. And Lindsay, she is just... 
such a beautiful gem and she changed the spelling of her name in her I believe it was her early it was in her 20s or her late teens like she just wanted to be so eccentric like me I'm like I can't find a fucking mug anywhere (laughs) I want like I need to get like specialized necklaces if I want my name spelled on something tell me about it yeah. And Lindsay was like, my mom spelled it normal. I can get a coffee mug everywhere, but no, I want to respell it L-Y-N-S-I-E. Oh, Lynn. Okay. Yeah. Ain't no D in there. Like Lynn, Lindsay, like I'm Lynn Megan, C. not Megan. I'm Megan. Right. Get it fucking right. Okay. <laughs> no one's gotten it wrong on this podcast, but I just want to make sure. <laughs> If you tell your friends, say it right. (laughs) That's right. So, Lindsay is 20, attending Fullerton College. She was the type of woman who would lie about her age. Like, she was a real bad girl, but not really. She would lie so that she could give blood. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, the nicest thing ever. She is a fucking angel. Like, Oh, my gosh. Like, I still have yet to give blood, and I'm 33 years old. (laughs) And I will tell someone I am seven so that I do not have to. Like, I am too young. Too young. Oh, I did it once. I was so excited to be able to do it. My mom's like, you don't need to give blood. I was like, what are you talking about? No, they had a blood drive when I worked at Princess Cruisers. They did Cruise Cruisers. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a better name. Honestly, I would have rather booked at Princess Cruisers. And fucking princess cruises. It's like, That's I don't want so people funny. to know where my mode of transportation is. <laughs> right, just I'm just cruising. cruising. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my God. That Let so them right? imagine what I'm doing. But yeah, they totally got one of those like blood drive RVs, like parked outside of the office building. You got to sign up for like a time slot and you go outside and give blood. I was like, yes, finally, I'm 18. I could do it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and I never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> what is that that what is that TikTok where it's like they tell something oh where it's like um if they if like your husband does something and you're like and then I fucking killed him or wait it's like then I fucking slapped him or something and it's like and I'll oh so my oh dad, and I'll do it again Trump, bop, yeah, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like so my dad he's just a Trump supporter and like someone came up to him and like fucking punched him in the face and I'll do it again oh my god the first but, one I saw of that my husband sent it to me and it was this video of like this girl and she's like yeah there was this woman inside the store who like wasn't wearing a mask and she was refusing to wear a mask. And then this other customer walks up to her and she takes yeah. the Bath and Body Works warm vanilla sugar spray out of her bag and sprays it all <laughs> over her face and says, I bet you wish you were wearing a mask now, bitch. And she's all, and I do it again. And she takes it out of her bag. I was like, that is the best. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Only you will never get blood again. <laughs> so Lindsay saw the bright side of every situation. Lindsay had a disability. When she was a child, she was in a terrible accident that made her left arm paralyzed and her left leg impaired. 
So growing up, she needed a lot of help, and her mom was that person. Her mom was her mom's name is Nancy, and she became her main caretaker. This, of course, made Lindsay and Nancy very, very close. But like adults do, we begin to want more independence as we grow up from our parents. So we start wanting to make our own choices and live our own lives. So Lindsay began to become more closed off in her 20s to Nancy, not telling her mom everything and everyone that she was hanging out with. So in February of 2001, Lindsay is attending Fullerton still, but still living at home. And usually on Fridays, uh, Nancy and Lindsay would have dinner together. Well, on Friday, February 17th, Lindsay breaks the news that she has other plans that night. Nancy, wondering who she's hanging out with, asks her, well, what are you doing tonight then? And she's like, well, I'm hanging out with my friend that I met at school named Andrea. Nancy had never met Andrea or even heard her talk about an Andrea, but she's like, okay. Lindsay assures her she's a good friend and that that was that. Like, she's just like, I'm doing this. I'm going out with her. But later that night, a man named Chris actually shows up and picks up Lindsay. But Lindsay, making sure that Nancy doesn't freak out, has Chris come to the door when he gets there. Because I'm sure, I don't know, you didn't live at home to like a very, an, a lot older of an age. But when I was living at home into my 20s, I was like, when I would go on a fucking date, I'd be like, call me when you're here. I'm going to fucking bolt out the door. You don't need to see anything about my home. Do not worry about it. Mm -hmm. um, Lindsay's like, just come to the door and meet my mom just so that she feels better. Okay. So Chris is a nice dude. He comes to the door, introduces himself to Nancy and off they go. So Nancy said in an interview that she was aware Lindsay was wanting more independence. So that night she was really trying to give her space and allow her that independence that she was craving. Mm -hmm. Um, so the next day Nancy hadn't heard from Lindsay and Lindsay had a tutoring job that day. So when Nancy decides to drive to the tutoring house, the house that the tutoring takes place at, mm -hmm. um, she she's just like rationalizing in her head. She's like, maybe she just got dropped off there. She wasn't coming home that night. So maybe she didn't come home first. Well, okay. the family tells Nancy that she actually never showed up that day. Nancy knew this wasn't right because one, she was always, Lindsay was always so considerate and would always call and let people know like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I can't do tutoring today. Let's reschedule. Nancy knew something was definitely wrong. So she panics. She calls the hospitals and morgues in the city, trying to see if anyone of the of Lindsay's description had been like admitted into the hospital or like there was a car accident, something that like, so she can like at least find out where she is, but no, mm -hmm. no answers. So she of course then calls police and they immediately start an investigation in her whereabouts, which is shocking. Oh. I was going to say, they were going to just tell her that, no, sorry, ma'am, you yeah, have to wait exactly. this crucial amount of time to pass yes. for us to help uh, you wait, before she's wait considered those, missing. Yeah. Wait those 37 years, and then finally we'll look into it. We'll help you. Yeah. yeah. Oh I'm not gosh, sure if wow. she really played the card of her disability or maybe, like, I'm not entirely sure why they took it so serious so quickly because truly she – she didn't drive, but she could have at least, like, still been at Andrea's house. They don't need, like, it could have been something, but they knew something was wrong. 
Right. And Nancy really drove that home. So the first person questioned is a man named Matthew Ramirez. Matthew and Lindsay went to high school together and they actually were dating on and off since high school. That week, they had broken up and gotten back together. This week that all of this is occurring. Okay. So the Friday night that she was going out, they got back together that day. So when Matthew said he wanted to hang out that night, Lindsay told him what she told her mom, that she had already made plans with her friend Andrea. So Matthew, just being supportive or playing it cool since he just got his girlfriend back, says, okay, have fun. Doesn't even ask to come with them. Just says, okay, you made these plans prior when we were broken broken up. Go ahead. Chris, the guy that came to the door and picked her up, now comes in for questioning as well. Because Nancy's knowledge was that was the last person that she saw him with, or saw Lindsay with. Mm -hmm. So that would, of course, be the next person that gets questioned. He tells police that Lindsay lied to her mom when she said she was just having a sleepover at Andrea's. They had actually planned a night of clubbing in San Diego. She had told her mom she was staying the night at Andrea's. So... When the night ended early, she wanted to go home, but she had already told her mom that she wasn't going to come home, and if she's at a sleepover, why would she then be coming home? So at about 4 a.m., Chris says that she wanted to sneak into her house. She asked Chris to drop her off at the corner of her street because she wanted to sneak in quietly. She was going to walk the rest of the way to her house because his truck is really loud. It's going to make too much noise, pull it up in the front of the house. So he's like... She wanted to sneak back into the house. She didn't want her mom to get mad that she, like, obviously wasn't having a sleepover. And later on, detectives find that her friends actually would corroborate that, that Lindsay asked quite frequently to be dropped off at the corner. Hmm. Like, she did not want to be dropped off in front of her house for whatever reason. That's kind of odd, but okay. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's just, I'm not sure. So they later found ATM footage of Chris's truck going in the direction of Lindsay's home back to his house. So it checks out his alibi that during that time, he was going from one direction to another. Mm -hmm. When police are questioning her boyfriend and Chris, both men mention that Lindsay had a friend who was a man and he was much older than her. They didn't know his name, but they just knew that he would pay for things that she wanted. So when Nancy gets a call from a man named Marty, which is like the most cliche old man name ever. <laughs> Mar- it's, it's me. It's Marty. It's Marty. It's me, Marty. Uh, is Lindsay there? Like, Sir, you look, you sound like you're a hundred. Like what? Right. <laughs> So when Marty calls and Nancy answers and he's telling her he had money for Lindsay for her tuition, she asks for more information because she's like, excuse me, sir, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? I'm in charge of her finances. What are you talking about? So um, his name, he tells her, is Marty Rossler. Marty Rossler was actually Marty, okay, this is a really hard name, Pregincer. Prigginser. It's P-R-I-G-U-I-N-S-E-R. Prigginser. Okay. We're just going to go Prigginser. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not even a word. Prigginser. (laughs) Prigginser. Marty. Stay quick. (laughs) Prigginser. He is a 58-year-old man who is married. Mm. 
sugar daddy. Yep. We call that He's, a sugar daddy. You pay for your tuition? We sure do. He simply oh forgot to tell his wife about Lindsay. Like, <laughs> Did you hate when that happened? It's just like, oh my God, it simply, it simply slipped my mind, honey. My day was good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I don't know, Lindsay. <laughs> so he said he only gave her money and rides. Marty said he had seen her the day she went missing, but that was the last time he saw her. So he saw her earlier that Friday. Well, a clothing store clerk calls in a tip and says that she actually saw Lindsay with an older man, and that was the day after on that Saturday. So they're like, mm, Marty, we got to look at you. Marty mm -hmm. and Lindsay's relationship was totally odd, but it seemed to have like checked out that he was, again, just her sugar daddy type situation but mm. that was it marty checks out with no evidence pointing at him it turned out that clerk was just she misremembered it might okay. he did shop with her at that store but it might have not been that saturday it might have been a different time okay so Lindsay's mom was of course a suspect because she lives with Lindsay, and they need to look into everyone so when police come to her with a search warrant she's completely shocked but she's quickly taken off the alibi list because, I mean, she's quickly taken off the list of suspects because her alibi checks out. Mm -hmm. um, and then during this time, Matthew, her boyfriend, or her back on again boyfriend, also checked out his alibi. He was with friends that night. So more than a year and a half goes by with no new suspects or evidence. So they start wow. fresh. I know. They bring Chris back in for questioning to see if his story matches. Because even if a year goes by, your story should never change. Maybe some right. small facts, because it's really hard to remember things like, I don't remember something that happened yesterday or even today. But mm -hmm. the hard points of a story, like the big plot points, should not change. Right. Well, when they bring him in for, for questioning, he's acting incredibly odd. He's calm but saying horrific things about the fact that he thinks she was abducted or murdered. He seemed to be completely emotionless when it came to the possible fact that his friend was dead. Uh, Just like saying, like, yeah, I think that she was probably kidnapped and killed. It's like... Like, that just uh, rolls off your tongue, like, yeah, no problem? exactly. Like, that's, that's odd. Exactly. So by 2008, the case was still cold. So they bring even more fresh eyes on the case. They bring in Larry. He had 30 years under his belt in the homicide unit. He was patient and would look at evidence with a point of view others wouldn't. So Larry reviews the Lara. So Larry reviews the case and begins to ask, "What if it was a random person, like Reagan Tokes?" Mm -hmm. What if she had been dropped off at that corner like countless times before and the wrong guy just passing by happens to see her and does abduct and kill her? And like I said, Larry is patient, so he looks through evidence and takes his time looking at this random stranger angle as well as Chris and Marty for another two years he's looking through this case file. Oh, man. Yeah, so she's now been missing for nine years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so scary. I know. So Marty, he looks at the Marty angle and Marty just seemed like a cheater that didn't want his wife to know what was going on. 
He even helped search for her during that time. So he is taken off the list by Larry. Besides a stranger, the only other suspect is Chris. Police had really put a lot of weight in that ATM footage, but when Larry looked at the evidence, the trucks didn't even match. (gasps) All these years, Chris had an alibi that police literally handed to him, and he had just gone with it because they believed it was his truck. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Yep. So Larry decides rather than just going straight to Chris, he's going to find some people that previously dated him. So he interviews Chris's exes because he needs to know more about his character as a man with a woman. Mm -hmm. Turns out he was the type to fly into a fit of rage. He did not like rejection or what he liked to call disrespecting him. Oh God. Yep. So when one girlfriend told a story of him smashing a pet crab with a hammer. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my God. It was clear his anger was quite a factor of his personality. Yeah. Yeah. And when he listened back to interviews with Chris, Chris would always talk about Lindsay in past tense. No. Mm-hmm. oh no that's a slip you cannot control when you know something mm-hmm. so larry really decided to zero in on chris he pulled records from his credit cards and went back to what chris says chris had said he did the day after Lindsay went missing and he said he stayed close to home and didn't do much that day well when larry looks at his credit card records he finds a record of him being 50 miles away in a little old town called Santa Clarita. What? Yep. What? Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, why would someone be 50 miles away in another town when they don't even live there? Right. Well, it turns out his dad was in construction and wouldn't you know that winter he had a site in Santa Clarita. Chris said he wasn't working for his dad at this point, but it seemed from his bank statements that he may be getting paid under the table because when they questioned other people who worked on that site, they confirmed Chris had been working there during that time. And he was working on the tractor, a tractor that digs large holes. Oh God. Yes. Oh God. (laughs) I know. So in October of 2010, nine years after Lindsay went missing, Officer Spring goes undercover because she wants to see if maybe he'll, they, the police want him to take them to the site. They tried mm-hmm. to, I'll, I'll get it. So Officer Spring goes undercover as Nicole Anderson to see if she can spook Chris. So she is sent to the door of Chris as a college student from Fullerton writing in the newspaper, wanting to ask him questions about remains that they found and they believe are Lindsay's. So she says she's just there to get his reaction for the paper, which is true because when she tells him this, he completely changes and she gets the right reaction she was there for. The color drained from his face and police went to the site when they had found out that he worked there, but they hadn't found anything. 
Okay. So their idea again was hopefully they tell him this information. He panics, goes to the site to see if they actually dug up wherever this site was and kind of, they can be like, okay, he went to exactly where it was. So they had police undercover near his home waiting for him to basically leave. The next day, he finally leaves his home, and they begin following him. But immediately, he is aware that, they are, that they're following him. He's taking side streets. He's doing a lot of shit that they're like, okay. So they just pull him over. Mm-hmm. And they actually just arrest him right there. So, or they bring him in for questioning. I'm not entirely sure if they arrested him at this point. But Larry finally gets his chance to interview Chris. This is where it gets a little wishy-washy in this story, guys. So he is going to do his interview style very, very smoothly because he does not want Chris to ask for a lawyer. He told Chris he was going to tell him everything he knew, the perfect line for a killer. And Chris says he waived his rights for a lawyer and says, okay, I'll listen to what you know. Larry tells him about the truck and that he knows that he actually was in Santa Clarita the next day, that he lied about his alibi, and that he knew that Chris was actually working in Santa Clarita on that construction site. And Chris isn't saying anything during all of this. Larry decides, okay, he's not even like, there's no emotion while I'm telling him like, these hard facts that I now know about you. Right. So Larry decides to try a new tactic. And since he knows Chris has a lot of anger towards women, he says, so what did she do? Oh, and Chris says, they're like trapping him into like, yeah. mm-hmm. like oh. taking that angle of like, I know like girls are so they're just fucking teases. What did she do? Mm-hmm. So Chris then says, I think I need a lawyer now. <gasps> Well, usually when they say that, it's just like, oh, shit, okay, we've caught you then. Right? That's when when most people are like, fuck. Well, the law, that's usually when a police officer stops because the law is if someone asks for a lawyer, that is when you stop. Mm -hmm. And this... This part for me, we as millennials, I'm not sure if other generations do that. We say we think a lot. Like, I'm thinking of going to Malibu this weekend because it's supposed to be really nice. Chances are, I'm thinking about it like that's me saying I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about this. Because Chris didn't explicitly say, I want a lawyer, Larry feels he can continue questioning and it will continue to be evidence because he doesn't need to stop if someone is wondering if they need something. He'll stop if they say, I want a lawyer. If they are or, like, I need a lawyer. If they are saying explicitly, I want something. Yeah. Larry is saying, well, he's just thinking about it. I'm just thinking oh, wow. about it. I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it, girl. I'm just thinking about it. I don't, I don't want a lawyer. I'm just thinking about it. I did it. <laughs> I did it. And he will do it eventually. But Right. Oh, my so God. Larry okay. is towing a very fine line because had a judge say said yeah like even his lawyer after the fact says well he said he thinks he wanted he wants a lawyer he said Mm -hmm. the words like I can imagine myself saying I think I want a lawyer and that being like that's the end of it I said lawyer 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like no, that wasn't the lawyer was yeah. not the safe yeah. word. Want or need is the safe word, and yes. you didn't say yes. it. So I have the free will to keep questioning. Oh my exactly. god, that's so risky. Larry feels in his bones that if he mm. does not continue pushing in this moment and strike while the iron's hot, he will not get the confession. Mm-hmm. So. He decides to continue pushing, hoping that a lawyer or a judge says that, yeah, he didn't really ask for a lawyer. So Chris decides to confess everything. Yeah. He pushed, well, Larry pushes a little bit more and then he just says, okay, this is what happened. Yeah. Chris says he was dropping off Lindsay, but she said, well, I was supposed to be at Andrea's. Is there any way I can just stay at your place for the night? And Chris is like, yeah. So when they get to his apartment, he decides that he's going to make a move on her. Well, she elbows him in the chest in protest, and that's a hard no. Mm -hmm. Like, no thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, he goes to the kitchen because that was rejection, and he was disrespected. He downs a bunch of fucking vodka, begins to find more rage in himself, Goes back to the couch, and now Lindsay is pretending to be asleep at this point. He thinks the next logical thing to do to show her that I want to whatever is to Mm -hmm. start pulling her pants down. Oh, no. She jumps up frantically saying, what are you doing? And says she's going to call 911. Mm -hmm. And she hits him with his own phone in the face. (laughs) This, like, she is, like, full-on, like fucking empowered like she is defending herself Uh this sets him off though he pushed her into his bed and he put her into a chokehold wanting to subdue her but he was much much stronger than her and he thought that she had passed out allegedly but he did it for so long that she actually died right there wow he buried her body her body at the construction site Police left the room to go do paperwork, and they had left a detective in the room, obviously, to just watch him and make sure that he didn't do any self-harm. And this guy just continues talking, being a complete asshole. He said he felt much better after finally confessing all of that, and that his life was totally ruined, but he feels so much better. And asks if he will get the death penalty. Like, what do you mean? Like, shut the fuck up. Just what a shit stain. Like, God. So Larry comes to him and is like, okay, tell me where the grave site is. Chris takes them to the site, and after a day of digging, they find her clothing and then her body, and they're able to identify her with dental records. He got 50 years to life, so not the death penalty, unfortunately, and, or whatever. I just want, yeah, no parole. And that is, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that is the sad story of Lindsay Auckland, or Eckland. I was going to say Auckland, it's Eckland. Eckland. She, she like fucking stood up for herself against toxic anger and. It's just, and he just overpowered her. Like, if you, when you look at pictures of him, like, he's a, he's like a big guy. Yeah, he is. He is. And just used his, like, stupid brute strength over her. It's just so awful. God, what a pile. 
I cannot believe they found her remains in I know. Santa Clarita. That's so nuts. Isn't that nuts? Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude, he's a big guy. Yeah. Like, and she was, of course, she only had strength in one side of her body. Like, Like he completely, yeah. yeah. And that's, and that is just. They fucking do. They fucking find people that they know they can overpower. Mm -hmm. They pull that shit, and it's fucking sad. It's so sad. Oh, poor Lindsay. I know. Rest in peace, sweet girl. That sucks, dude. That's awful. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Exactly. See, that's, ugh. That's just nuts. Nuts. Man. Man. (gasps) Hi. Is it time? We have have a surprise guest. She ran in here so quickly. There she is. Hi, Samantha Jean. Oh, she can't hear me. Here, let me turn off my headphones. Okay, well, hold on. I'll have you, I'll have you see us out. Hold on, it's okay. I'll have you see us out with your favorite memory. <laughs> and then and then I'll um, take my headphones off so that way Samantha can hear. My favorite memory ever? <laughs> I want you to see us out with your favorite memory while at a Dodger game. Oh, uh. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, we've been to multiple Shoot, yeah. Dodger games together. We've been to Star Wars nights together. Like we, well, we weren't there, but we watched like a freaking 17 inning Dodger game together oh, one night. That yeah, was that was so fun. It's Megan. Megan, say hi, Megan. It's me. I can't even hear her. <laughs> I know. Just one minute. Okay. Here, go close the door and then you can hear her. Um... Gosh, I would say, like, probably my birthday was so much fun when we sat in those, like, cheapo sheets, cheapo sheets, (laughs) or, like, that time we saw Jason Manzoukas, that was so much fun. Oh, my God, amazing. I miss sports. I miss going to sporting, I miss going to sporting events. But, yeah, those are probably my favorite memories, just sports, guys. Sports, guys. Okay, okay. Sports. Well, Samantha oh my needs my attention, and we simply yes. cannot do it while on the podcast. I need to talk to her personally, guys. This is an A and B conversation. <laughs> so we're going to see you next week you- for another <laughs> horrible story. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.